Once, I was a cop. A road warrior searching for a righteous cause. My name is Max. Hi everyone, my name is Carlos Lehian. And I'm Iwan Lehian. And in today's sampler edition of Screensaver, we'll be discussing Mad Max Fury Road. So for the few of you who aren't familiar with this franchise, Mad Max is an Australian post-apocalyptic action film directed, produced, and co-written by George Miller. And it stars Tom Hardy as Mad Max Rokotansky, Charlize Theron as Furiosa, and Nick Holt as Nux. Alright, just to set you up with some quick plot talk, the film is set in a future desert wasteland where gasoline and water are scarce commodities. Max, Tom Hardy, joins forces with Furiosa to flee from a cult leader, Immortan Joe, and his army in an armored tanker truck, leading to what essentially boils down to an awesome two-hour road battle. Um, so, first off, what were your overall impressions? What were your expectations going into the movie? Well... I really liked this movie. I I felt like I was really surprised by it going into it because prior to the movie's release, I didn't think I would like this movie. I didn't think the topic interested me, and I had no interest in going to see it. But shortly after its release, the critics' reviews were just out of this world amazing and it just kept getting a lot of praise from a bunch of critics we like to uh, read so I don't know I, I felt like the curiosity just started building and with those with that skepticism and with that um, like the high build-up by the critics I felt like that could have been a recipe for it not meeting my expectations, but it did, and it surpassed them by a mile. I mean, I really liked it and was really excited by it and thought it was just a really fun movie to watch. What yeah. did you think? I mean, I'm, I completely agree. I think you had said I, I've never been so happy to be wrong. Um, and that's my sentiments exactly. I mean, I I do like Tom Hardy. Um and, I mean, I've never disliked Charlize Theron, but um, going into the the movie, I just thought, eh. And coming out, I, I was... All in. I was all in. A thousand percent. I was amped coming out of that movie. It, it was one of those movies where the second it finishes, you want to start dressing like the characters and running to the score. It, it was great. Um, I think... Uh, an interesting question to begin it with would be um, trying to classify the specific genre of movie. Yeah, I think it's listed as an action movie, but it's so much more. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was what uh, why we were so surprised by it. We thought that it was an action movie, but going into it, or I should say coming out of it, um, I was really interested by the aspects of... Um, obvious like western tropes that we saw in it of course there's the outlaw hero kind of riding into town the desert setting yeah and um 
even even somewhat we had kind of thought damsel in distress i mean we'll unpack that later but um yeah i it had everything that I liked about Westerns. I, I thought that was really compelling. But um, even more interesting, like, mixing that genre with elements of sci-fi. Um, right, because it is set in the future. Yeah. I, I, you get later in, um, later in the film, you get reference to, like, satellites and shows being um, kind of historic thing or things from history that they haven't ever really interfaced with um it's kind of like legends and also similar to other sci-fi movies or maybe unlike them we don't get much of an explanation of how the world came to be the way it is when this movie takes place most definitely um i think that the absence of explicit explanations actually left so much up to the imagination for world building i mean we it was a lot of showing instead of telling, which right. I think is something that I really appreciated about this movie. And I think the genius of that is that we are currently living in a time when issues like drought and contamination are at the forefront of our thoughts when you turn on the news every day, that this felt really... Relevant. Relevant or almost... I guess believable, and the fact that they didn't give us a specific explanation is almost more powerful, because the explanation we could come up with in our mind is probably ten times more powerful than them telling us. Yeah, definitely. Um, I I think that it definitely worked in terms of the the settings and the world that we were that we were seeing but i think that the lack of explanation also really worked for me on a level of character we uh of course there's a trilogy of movies um setting up the max character but we we hadn't seen those and the last one came out 30 years ago so i'm guessing with a different actor right and i'm guessing we're not the only one who hadn't seen the other ones or wasn't very familiar with them Right. So so really, we're just presented a character that uh, probably has some sort of PTSD, has very little dialogue. All we get, the only glimmer into his past life uh, are these sort of visions that he gets on occasion of a little girl, which we are assuming is his daughter because she calls him dad. Yeah, but, I mean, we're not given much else. Um, I mean, we're told he's a a universal donor because that's tattooed into his back. But the fact that there was no, um, oh, this is my backstory conversation with another character. There was really no exposition. That made him such a powerful character for me because it kind of felt like he is this this guy that's very much haunted by his past, but trying to forget it. Um, so yeah, I really, I really loved that. Of course, with with the central Max character, but it also happened with Furiosa and the wives that we see. Um, almost, almost all the characters were given little to no backstory. Right. All the other female characters in this movie are either brides or the like property of Immortan Joe. 
who yeah. are the brides are basically his child bearers and then there are other female characters who basically are are no. treated like milking cattle yeah those were the ones that had any sort of uh status um in this weird broken society and then there was also i mean furiosa who's a general right. and then we in see that, nomads in that same world you see you are introduced to furiosa and we don't get any explanation as to how she she rose to her position or her status as effectively a, war, a general yeah a general yeah. or a war leader she commands other men other soldiers yeah but the, the fact that um, even with a character that's later introduced, um, Nux, like, whoa, y- you can definitely feel that there are backstories, but we're not told them. And I, and I like that about it. I mean, everything from, like, even hand motions, like, there, it, it just felt like this world had a history. So I, I really loved that about it. All right. So aside from really enjoying the movie, what surprised you most about it? I think I was most surprised by the fact that they didn't try to build a romantic relationship between the two main characters, Max and Furiosa. I felt like that could have been such an easy thing for any other movie to do. They went throughout the whole movie without even speaking much, but they shared moments of intimacy, and more than that, they just shared moments of extreme respect and I felt like I, in turn, respected the movie a lot for doing that and choosing not to, I don't know, take the easy way out and Definitely. just make them a couple. Yeah, I think it it's a lot harder story-wise to... I mean, maybe it's not. I think it's just a lot more obvious story-wise to create some sort of romantic tension between the leads. But they didn't do that. And yeah, like you said, I respected the movie for that and I... It was amazing to me how enjoyable it was without that um, between the main characters. And the only romantic plot line that really was there was between Nux and one of the wives. Right. A character we thought would be one of the main villains. Definitely. The characters had depth. I think that for an action movie was pretty... Very surprising. What about you? What surprised you the most? Um... Well, I mean, I was mentioning action movies just now. I think what I was most surprised by was actually the action sequences. I wasn't exhausted by them. And I think that maybe this is a statement more about other action movies. But with this one, they were really beautifully, compellingly shot. I loved watching just sitting back and taking everything in you had they were well choreographed exactly and it it felt like that I mean they had guys on poles swinging from one car to the other or a lady flying into the air and it, it never felt gratuitous right and I think something like that could so easily become cheesy and it never felt like that it felt so convinced of what it was doing itself that I, I couldn't question any of it. There was a dude with a double, what is it, double-necked guitar shooting flames out of it, just chained to the front of a car, and he was just rocking out the entire time. And I, I felt like I giggled literally every time he went on the Every screen. time we saw him, but 
I mean, uh, for what surprised me most, here's another thing. I had seen screen caps of that exact guy, and I thought, this is so ridiculous. And the second I saw it on screen, actually watching the movie with the music pumping in the background and within context, I just thought, yes, this is perfect. I loved it. So I think... um, I think that that the fact that and none of it exhausted me, none of it felt gratuitous or ridiculous, which is um, impressive for a movie that was so unapologetically absurd. Right. Uh, I think another big question a lot of people have been asking about this movie is, is this movie a feminist film? Yeah. I mean, I think plain and simple, the answer for me is yes. And why? Because it treats its men as humans and it treats its women as humans. And neither of them, ironically, for a movie that is literally labeling its wives' property, the the story felt like it was treating its characters with respect. And this is something that I had mentioned um, uh, before we started recording about Mad Men, um, which is a a show that it's early seasons... uh, often depicted very uh, very sexist environment, a system can be oppressive without the storytelling having to be oppressive. Everyone can be human. And I think that that was something that I really enjoyed about this movie. Yeah, it seems like such a simple concept, but a lot of other storytellers or movie makers don't seem to embrace that as fully as this one did. Definitely. I mean, we had... I had been telling you earlier um, that there were some men's right activists protesting this movie, actually. But I think something that's I haven't heard many people talking about, but that I think is important to tell is that Tom Hardy is a beautiful man that was not sexualized at all in this movie. Right. And basically most of the female characters are supermodels. Yeah. Or look like supermodels. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, in response to the question, there are so many things that we could nitpick about the movie and say, oh, well, they're wearing next to nothing or, oh, there's a naked lady or whatever. But nothing about what the experience of the actual movie had me wanting to say that. And I think I'm just going to trust my gut reaction and say I... I enjoyed it, and I accepted what it was doing, and I I really hope that other movies do it. Great. Well, thanks, Simon. I really look forward to watching this again with you. (laughs) For sure. All right. That was Screensaver Sampler number one. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.